tape Look. is rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Welcome to the Pagan Gumbo Podcast. I'm Forrest, and I'm here today with Seamus and Lisa. We're going to discuss some pagan things, of which we are not quite sure yet. We're going to Robin Williams this thing. We're going to do a little improv for you. So uh, every week, or every two weeks, depending on how much we get done, we are going to try to serve you up a little more gumbo, uh, discussing our place in the universe and the framework that we use to identify our place in the universe and the universe itself. Um, As always, your mileage may vary. This is a way of looking at things and certainly not the way of looking at things. Uh, We invite lots of openness and discussion. And if you have specific questions or items that you would like for us to discuss on the podcast, we invite you to send us questions at... Is it questions? It's it questions. is questions. It's questions. With an S. <laughs> questions plural with an S at pagangumbo.com. And uh, with that, I hand you over to Seamus. Seamus, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing we're, good. we're blessed to have Lisa with us tonight. Yay. Hello. Hello, everyone. So we didn't know what we were going to do tonight, so I thought we would just kind of wing it. And I didn't want to give you too much prep because I wanted to put you on the spot. Because he's he's into torture like that. (laughs) No, because... (laughs) A bit of a sadist. (laughs) What I wanted to discuss was spells on the fly. Things happen in your daily life. Things happen. As as the old saying, I forget who said it. Was it Mikey who said shit happens? (laughs) No, no. That's that's just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Although that works as well. Just do it. But anyway, oh, yeah, the, the idea is that, you know, you're going about your day, everything's uh, normal, whatever your normal is, and suddenly you need to do a spell. And, you know, I want people to get the impression of uh, it's great to um, wait until the moon is in the perfect location in the sky and everything planetarily lines up and all is right in the world, but we don't always get that pleasure of waiting and doing things in a perfect moment. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Planetary magic, which, as you know, is is very much my bag, um, can be a bit restrictive in that way. Um, because when you do have to wait for a specific alignment under specific conditions on a specific day, um, the urgency of what you're doing can be dissipated. The emotions that fuel what you're doing can be very much dissipated. And frankly, you know, if you've got something that needs to be done right now, next Wednesday is not going to cut it. Um, so I, I appreciate people who can be a, a bit more on the fly and a bit more off the cuff about their magical practice. And I think that's one of the places where I, as a magical practitioner, can really grow. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say today. So <clears throat> let's say it is uh, – where's the moon at right now? I believe we are – As we record this, we're close to a full moon. full moon is Tuesday. Tuesday. That's right. So we're, we're waxing. Yes. So any conventional book you crack or Google or, or anything will tell you there's certain things you do during a waxing moon and there's certain things you do during a waning moon. So how would oh, – what? what? Waning, there's waning. Waning, sorry. 
Um, or whining moon. This is really cranky moon. <laughs> I get that a lot. A cranky moon? Cranky moon. I'm going to show you a full moon in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's certain things you do at certain times. Well, what happens if something, you know, an emergency comes your way and, you know, let's say the, the moon is waxing, but you need to um, get rid of negativity. You need to... to, to remove something which is you usually wait so how do you do that you can you can do a lot with phrasing so if i need to get rid of something the easiest one of the easiest ways to get rid of something is to put something in its place that basically shoves that other thing out of the way hmm. so if i need to get rid of negative vibes or whatever uh doing or phrasing things spell oriented to increase the vibes, increase the positive vibes, if there's not enough room for the negative vibes to hang out, then they'll go somewhere else. And so by, and the same thing in reverse, if you need to add something, but it's a, it's a waning moon, um, get rid of stuff to make way for the good stuff to kind of come in because nature abhors a vacuum. So, so if I, if I'm hearing you right, you, uh, you, maybe you want to do a spell for abundance or wealth or money or, or, or in an increase, but uh, you've got a week and a half before that happens. What you can do is make a spell to reduce bills, to reduce uh, the stress, and, and to do away with those kind of things, which is kind of, like you said, just mm-hmm. a phrasing thing. So you're just rephrasing and reframing mm-hmm. something to, to make it fit. Um, I, I assume that works with planetary stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the great things about planetary work, especially if you're kind of sticking to the classical planets, you know, uh, Sun through Saturn, is there's almost an inherent balance. Um, you've got Sun and Moon, which are yin and yang. Um, Mercury kind of is its own balance because there are um, pluses and minuses inherent. He's, he's almost his own electrical charge, having both uh, yin and yang, male and female aspects. Um Mars and Venus uh, operate kind of contrary to one another energetically, but in concert with one another when they are um, poised to do so (laughs) in the sky. And the same thing with Saturn and Jupiter. So you have a built-in system of opposites in planetary magic, which makes it really easy to um, propitiate one as opposed to the other, depending on what you want to get done. Um, Being an Aquarian, I find myself... Um, doing a lot of communicating with Saturn for magical purposes, not necessarily because Saturn's a whole lot of fun to talk to. <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of the Professor Snape of this guy, um, but you know he's still a teacher and he's he's still um, very capable of getting you uh, things that you need. And even though we would think of of Jupiter, his his energetic opposite, as more appropriate for um, for prosperity work, for wealth work. Um, you know, Saturn might be really good to talk to if one of your obstacles to wealth is a lack of personal discipline mm. or time management. Mm-hmm. Hello, that's my problem. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> so yeah, Saturn's actually not not a bad um, ally, but creating structures is totally his bag. Um, so yeah, I, I think that if Saturn is is more um, aptly disposed. Uh, according to the astrological calendar, but you really need to get some money, you can still talk to him. It's just a matter of talking to him about the things that he's capable of doing, um, the energies with which he's most closely aligned and what um, 
what's appropriate to ask, just like Lisa was saying, phrasing it appropriately so that the energy that's available, the kind of electricity, if you will, that is available to fuel your machine is going to go into the kind of machine you want to run. I get asked this a lot. Um, I, I I can only do this if I have a green candle. Mm. That's my favorite. <laughs> so um, what's your thoughts, you know, correspondence-wise, herbs, gemstones, candles? All those things are lovely. I'm sometimes accused of being the Martha Stewart of coordinating things because I have the altar cloth for the season and the candles and all the the stuff. Um, I think that sounds wonderful. It's amazing, <laughs> and it's all sorts of fun. And I love to layer spells with the right tarot cards and the right herbs and crystals. But you're right. If something has happened and uh, I don't have the time to go find a green candle, I don't have a green candle. Um, one thing that I think especially novices don't necessarily comprehend or don't quite trust, I should say, is that the magic comes from within. The magic is the intent. And all those tools, while they're beautiful and fun to play with, they're just a focus. So I think the first step is realizing, okay, this isn't really about the trappings. This is about my energy or depending upon your path, your energy combined with the energy of the natural world, deity, spirits, whatever. It's, but that's, mm-hmm. it's that energy that does the actual magic. All the rest of the stuff is kind of just to help you focus in Window that way. Dressings. Yeah. So yeah. If you don't have a green candle, um, which might be for, um, what you say, wealth or money? Uh, sure. Um, well, do you have a gold candle or do you have a yellow candle? Mm. That means, you know, yellow is sort of looks like gold. So maybe that's enough. Um, or the sun's rays are yellow and they bring down abundance upon the earth. Absolutely. And so they, add, they increase stuff. So, again, it's going back and being creative about, okay, well, this yellow puts me in mind of uh, this particular, you know, yellow daffodils that are abundant this time of year. And mm-hmm. so, like, like that, that's my abundance. That's my mm-hmm. more money spell. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, being flexible with the correspondences is is very necessary mm-hmm. because depending on the situation and how much urgency is present, uh, you just kind of need to grab what you got, which is, to my mind, one of the foundations of low magic, of uh, folk magic, is what's in the spice cupboard right now. Right, <laughs> so exactly. I don't have to go to Aldi. <laughs> I can just what do, I have? do what I need to do. <laughs> I had a, a really interesting experience a couple of years ago. I was teaching a class on sigil magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, in my personal life, I was having a hard time identifying identifying an appropriate place to live. I was newly engaged. We were getting ready to get married, looking for a place. I mean, it was a lot of stress all at once. And um, finding an appropriate place to live was really – it was eluding us. So I'm teaching this class, but half of my brain is is wrestling with this problem. And the good news was – in the process of, of teaching this class on sigil magic, I gave them the example of something I needed to do. So we created the sigil in uh, a similar way that is described when, when you write out your intention in a present tense, uh, remove all of the repeated letters, and then take all of the letters that remain and make them into one kind of artistically formed mm-hmm. image. And I happen to have this really great piece of quartz, you know, a really nice hunk, you know, kind of heavy. And... Uh, finished the sigil, put it on the board, and just 
put the, the crystal on it kind of to, to activate it. Now, I'd never heard in, of anybody activating a sigil in quite that way, but it felt right to do. You know, you mm-hmm. get that Absolutely. that feeling in your gut, and it's like, this is how I'm going to operate this this particular working. And it happened, and I had that little click in the back of my head, like, ah, that did it. And I kid you not, within the next 48 hours, <laughs> we were signing a lease on a place and we were good to go. We even had a place to have the wedding. I mean, it was solid. It was really solid. And I got to come back the next week and tell the students, so you remember that thing we did last week? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what happened, you guys. So I, I think um, that was an example of of not having a plan, not even really intending to do a working of my own in that moment because everybody's around and looking at me, but it just happened. And uh, that urgency, I think I keep coming back to it because emotion to me is such a fuel for magic. Um, And it can be a bit of anxiety or a bit of discomfort or even elation or anger. There's so much that you can use to to bring about a change. I think the other thing, not just the urgency and the emotion, but magic is not passive. It's active. And you have to be active, not just in the magical realm, but in in you know, this realm that we live in, um, you may do weekly spells to uh, invite love into your life, but if you don't get out of the basement, it's right. not going to happen. <laughs> you may want to get a job and, and, and do all kinds of magic for wealth, but you won't fill out an application or mm. update your resume. Right. Or, so it's a very active thing, and I think that, you know, I think you both kind of nailed it. It's it. You have to be creative. Um, it has to be yours. It has to come from within, and then everything else is just the scalpel to to perform the surgery. Um, so, I think that goes along with um, the act of visualization, which you need absolutely nothing for mm. except your brain mm-hmm. um, and a quiet space, which that even might be hard to find, but. Um, my brain or the quiet space? Both. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that used to trip me up also was that I felt that I couldn't visualize because I'd close my eyes and I would expect the Hollywood picture of things of magic working to happen and it never happened. So while I realized Hollywood was probably over-exaggerating just a bit, it was still sort of, you know, okay, maybe I can't do this. But somebody explained it to me once or said it in an offhand way that uh, visualization is nothing more than active imagination. Mm. Because I would say, well, I can see this stuff, but I'm just imagining it. And yes, that's right. That is exactly what that you're doing. Exactly and so, right. and I mean, people sold books on this. The, there's a book that I don't necessarily like called The Secret. Yes. Which has all sorts of issues with it. But one of the things that it borrows from, I think, our magical technology is that idea of seeing the spell or the outcome as already have happened right right you already have the job you already have (laughs) a love interest you already are healthy you know whatever the particular thing is is you already see it that way and actively don't just not just daydreaming but actively putting that energy into it and that's basically the basis of all spell work is just that visualization. So even if you have no time and you have no candles and you have no anything, you can do that. Yeah, that brings to mind the the line from Harry Potter. Um, Dumbledore 
Yeah. See, I'm the one pagan on the planet that <laughs> doesn't know Harry Potter. Uh, well, I, I will do this in a spoiler-free way. <laughs> oh, no, I've um, watched. Um, I just don't have the recollection of all the I, I, stuff. I pay way, way too much attention <laughs> to all things Harry Potter. Right. Um, and the longer we hang out, the more you will okay <laughs> get really sick of my references <laughs> to it. But um, there's a conversation that happens between Harry and Dumbledore in which Harry says, is this all in my head? And Dumbledore, Dumbledore uh, responds by saying, of course it's all in your head, but why should that mean it's not real? Okay. Which I felt, you know, you were, you right. were describing really beautifully. It kind of encapsulates a lot of what magic is. Mm-hmm. This is, what, our third episode, so I've already made at least one musical reference. <clears throat> so I'll make another one. John Lennon quoted, uh, to quote or misquote John Lennon, John Lennon said, life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. Right. I like to think that magic is what happens while you're busy making other plans. So, Talk to me about that. I'd, I'd like to know more about what, what the thoughts are around that statement. Well, because it's active. You've already you've done it. You've cast it. Now you need to be proactive in the moment and mm-hmm. go do the things to um, manifest it mm-hmm. and and. It's the act of of magic that once the pebble has been thrown into the the pond, you have to let the ripple happen. Mm. You know, you get people who are like, I did a I did a spell last week, but I don't think anything happened. I need to do it again. I need to do it again. I need to do it again. <laughs> mm. And it's 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 the hardest part about it is waiting and letting the magic happen. Mm-hmm. And realizing that you get the magic you deserve, and it's not always the way you want, and it's not not always on the time frame that you want, Mm -hmm. but if you allow things to happen and you take, to me, it's a confidence level. And it's hard when you're new because you've never vetted it. Like you said, you, you did this thing and it worked. So now you have confidence that magic works. So the next time you do it, you're going to have an expectation that it works. You do it enough, now you know how to do your woo-woo. Right. And your woo-woo is yours, just like Lisa's woo-woo is hers. But once you get into that and you do it, it should be able, you should be able to, uh, it it should be automatic, um, active. The mind-body connection that we talk about sometimes when when you talk about sports performance, Mm -hmm. you have to imagine, you have to see yourself raising the Stanley Cup and, and, you know, work towards those things. It's exactly what Lisa was talking about. And, and you said it earlier when you wrote your spell. You didn't write, I want. Right. You didn't write in the future at some point. You you wrote present. Right. I so, am healthy. I am wealthy. I am. I have a place to live. I have a great place to live. Yeah. It was a, a present moment statement, just like Lisa was mm-hmm. saying from from. Secret. Because we yeah. <laughs> we could go on for other places than that. Let's not yes, 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 yes. <laughs> because as we could probably get off on a tangent and do a hundred podcasts, the theory of time and the understanding of time and how it's what is it? Wibbly wobbly, wimbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. So, so there's some ideas and thoughts on magic and what to do if you need to do it. Magic on the fly. I think one thing, sort of one caveat is. Those associations, those planetary associations, those color associations, they are still there kind of for a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And so 
sometimes things are urgent and sometimes sometimes things are not so urgent, but we think they're urgent. And so the the bringing together the the materials for a, a spell, you know, finding the candles, harvesting the herbs, whatever the thing calls for, that's still putting energy into the spell. So emergencies can come up where you need something right now, but sometimes maybe the emergency is not as urgent as said. So not necessarily discounting everything that everybody's, you know, teachers and stuff have told them about how to do a spell, but taking a little bit of time to sort of reflect on, well, how, what you should do before spell work anyway. Do I want this? Do I need this? All that stuff. How soon do I need this? And how crucial is it that I do this right now? Mm -hmm. Really getting clear about the the result that you're looking for. How should it feel once it's manifested? That just Um, clarifies your intent, which is really an important step in spell work. Yeah. And I think for novices and um, seasoned practitioners alike, having those those color associations, there's also the historical um, element to it Mm -hmm. where we and – Many, many hundreds, if not thousands of people before us have used green in association right. with prosperity. So so it does kind of infuse green with that mm-hmm. added element of, um, of functionality as mm-hmm. a part of a prosperity ritual. Um, so I think definitely for someone who has not had the luxury of practicing magic and had it work mm-hmm. multiple times to develop, you know, that, that kind of layer of confidence mm-hmm. – um, the, the training wheels are a little bit necessary, right. and then eventually they do kind of have to come off. But um, yeah, I love the fact that you take the time and really make it a Martha Stewart production <laughs> and really make it beautiful and coordinated because well, you know, that feels like a ritual in itself. I mean, it, it is, is a ritual it in is, itself. Yeah, it absolutely is. We could talk about this for a lot longer, but we are reaching the time where – the clock on the wall says we're about out of time or my attention span is done. <laughs> uh, one or the other or a little of both. Um, so final thoughts, wrap it up. Any any final thoughts? Or are we good to end it here with a uh, small spider? With a small spider that descended from the ceiling as we, were, were as we were speaking. Um, final thought would be uh, magic regardless of the tradition that you're following or the structure that you're using to practice it, um, to my mind is deeply rooted in the emotional experience. Mm. Um, And so any and all trappings or or, uh, symbols that we use to execute a magical working really must be plugged in Mm -hmm. to to an emotion. Um, Maybe not even the emotion that you want to be feeling at the end result of of your practice, but something has got to to fuel it. And uh, otherwise, it's it's armchair sorcery. It's academic. Magical masturbation. (laughs) Hey, that kind of works. (laughs) Um, Magic is a crutch. Sometimes crutches are necessary. So one should not be afraid to use that crutch if necessary. Mm. Sometimes, though, it's not needed. And so, again, going back to forming intent, um, maybe having some reflection with yourself about what exactly is it that I need and do I need to do that or what else do I need to do to make my desire come true. On that, we'll tell you a little bit about the sponsors of the program and we'll call it a day. All right. Uh NuiCobaltDesigns.com is your resource for magic made beautiful. We handcraft 
uh, astrologically accurate talismans, tools, and supplies. And uh, this month we will be focusing on the uh, warming and the brightening of the year. Um, so look for us at the end of – are we going to be hearing this before the end of April? Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> so then you'll be hearing this Travel back in before time. the end of May. Hey, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey <laughs> stuff. Uh, end of May, the last Saturday in May, visit com and see our all new collection of magical talismans. Also, from the Magical Druid, I'd like to introduce everybody who doesn't know we have a whole line of Reverend Jim products. These are root working pro- uh, projects and, and products. That we have oils and powders and different um, herbal blends and all kinds of stuff that we've come up with that are conjure products with an, uh, a down-home flavor. So not necessarily hoodoo, but uh, let's call it mountain magic. Mountain magic sounds good. So, And that's www.magicaldruid.com. Until we meet again, be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Walk in balance, honor, and wisdom.